Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, digital media operates from a distance, and that distance is not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening, and if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell, here with... Pastor Jason Schockman. And we are starting a three-part series that we're calling Worship, Worship What Not, yeah, which is also a name for a little meeting that we do here between Pastor Schockman and myself and our director of parish music, Allison Mackey. Worship What Not is about why we do what we do in worship. So when you're visiting St. Paul's, you have... Some clue as to what, to, not just what to expect, but some understanding of why things are structured the way they are, why we start where we do, what you are receiving as you're, as you're with us. So let's start just with an overview. There are three main parts of the Lutheran divine service. Pastor Shackman, summarize what those are. Okay, so first is preparation, and then is the service of the word, and then is the service of the sacrament. So preparation, we prepare ourselves to hear God's word and to receive the gifts that he gives. And we do so, as we'll talk about, in confession and absolution. And then... Uh, and I'm going to be I'm going to be theologically and snotty and say, actually, it's a passive. It the is. Lord is preparing us. This is true. Yeah. This is most certainly true. Uh, and then in the service of the word, we hear the word, we receive the word preached to us, and we respond to that word giving praise to God for giving his grace to us in that word. Then in the service of the sacrament, uh, we again <laughs> hear his word. We give thanks for the gifts that he gives. We receive his gifts. And then we say thank you. Along with his word. And praise him. And then we say thank you and praise him for the gifts that he just gave us. Then we say thank you again. Yeah. So if you come to St. Paul's from no church tradition, it'll just be what it is. If you come to St. Paul's and visit, and you're from a different church tradition, in particular, a more, let's call it evangelical, non-denom, or non-liturgical tradition, yeah. it'll be a little different. And that's that's what this is about. We're trying to, we're, whether you're coming with no background at all, or background in a, a different non-liturgical Christian background. We're going to try and help you with this. And so let's let's dig in, and Pastor Shackman, and talk about the preparation. As it were, open up our hymnals for people. And when you come into the service, you come into the sanctuary, there's a whole different podcast episode about what you see. <laughs> now let's talk about what we do in worship. And it starts with what we call the preparation or the confession and absolution. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about well, that. Well, and it actually doesn't start with confession and absolution. Thank you for playing. Ah, yeah. The very first thing that we do, uh, 
we'll sing an entrance hymn, right? We'll sing together, confessing our faith together as we sing, encouraging one another all the more as we see the day approaching. Uh, and the first thing we say after we sing is the invocation. We are invoking the name of God into whom we are baptized. So the service begins, in your, the pastor will stand up in front, and everybody will stand, yep. and the pastor will say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and he'll make the sign of the cross over the congregation. Right. And in so doing, uh, those who are baptized are encouraged to make the sign of the cross on themselves, remembering their baptism. Remembering that it is God, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who has claimed you as his own, who has placed his name on you. So it's a, you don't have to, it's not a law right. to make the sign of the cross. It is a tradition, a practice that's helpful. It, yeah. it makes, it, what you'll find, one of the things you'll find in Lutheran worship, as opposed to your, your standard, for example, non-denominational service, is you're a lot more active. There's a mm -hmm. lot more back and forth mm -hmm. in a liturgical service, in a Lutheran liturgical service. You're not just going to come in and sit and be uh, a consumer. You know, the, the Lutheran service engages you and asks you to engage in it. Yeah. I, I, I once heard someone say, uh, going to a liturgical service is kind of like going to a football game. You know, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Uh, I don't think that's, I think that that comment largely came from someone who didn't understand what was going on and why but, but we But they do it. We, we don't doing. complain about it. No. When we go to the football game or we right. go to the basketball game, right. we stand up, we sit down, we, yeah. stand, up, we, we, we stand up, we sit down. Yeah. And, and, we, and don't, we don't complain and we, about it. And we don't say, why you guys do that? That's weird. Right. Um, right. We, we do that. And, oh, I did say that when I went to Lambeau for the first time, I saw a Browns game at Lambeau. And nobody stood for the notice. Browns. Notice I didn't go to a Packers game. I went to a Browns game at Lambeau, and and I did. I looked at the guy that had taken me there, and I said, "This is liturgical. Like there is a liturgy here. There is a the, there is an order of what happens when." And I made a connection then to what goes on in the liturgy. So as we stand and hear the invocation. We are encouraged, again, it's not a law, but you're invited to remember your baptism, make the sign of the cross, that you are indeed marked by, or marked by the cross of Christ because who redeemed you. What what we're about to do is confess our sins. Yeah. And so this, this invocation, it seems simple, it can seem perfunctory, because you do it every week and you just do it. This is, it's of enormous importance because we're about to stand before a holy God and confess our sins. On what possible basis do you have to stand before God? And that's what the invocation is about. I'm a child of God. Yeah, that's why I stand here. I stand here not on the basis of my own merit, my own righteousness. I'm, I, I, God, you have made me a member of your family and I'm here. Or even my own faith. Or even my own faith. Indeed. Right. I don't come before a holy God because I believe so strongly that I can. I come before a holy God holding his word in front of me. Amen. In front of him. So let's move on to the confession. So in a general sense, so we, we do this slightly differently in because we have we have roughly four roughly four different orders of service that we use, but there's a there's a basic rhythm to this. It's invocation, 
then it's confession, confession, then it's absolution. absolution. So talk about the key verse that is kind of behind confession. 1 John 1, 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, and here's the grace, right? But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here's, here's God's word inviting us to say back to God what he has said about us. One of the things I love, and I know you and I have a similar experience with confession and absolution yeah. and the importance of it. One of the things I love about this is in, in, in Lutheran circles, there is the acknowledgement, theological acknowledgement that, and I'm talking about Christians, right? If you're not a Christian, you're, you're coming from a different standpoint coming into the service. But if you're a Christian coming into the service, we understand theologically that you are simultaneously as a Christian, both a saint, that is one declared holy and righteous by God, and a sinner at the same time, that you still have an old sinful nature that needs to be confronted. And so we, when we confess, we are literally saying the same thing back to God. That's almost literally what, what conf- confession means. Right, right. So, and I love that passage from John. You know, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, but if we confess our sins, if we, if we say to God what God has said about us and our sinful condition, yes, I'm a sinner. I'm in need of someone to save me. God is faithful and just. He's faithful to redeem his creation. He is faithful to his own word. He's faithful to his own promise. He's faithful to the claim that he made on us in our baptism. Back to the invocation. He's faithful and just. So this, it, it's, it's almost impossible to talk about this without talking about what the central purpose of a Lutheran worship service is. <laughs> because, and, and again, if you don't come from a Lutheran tradition... And quite frankly, even a liturgical tradition. Yeah. The key teaching of the faith is that we are saved by grace through faith. We we that we are we are people who have fallen short of the glory of God that need God's forgiveness. The whole purpose of the Lutheran divine service, worship service, is about delivering to you who are sinners the forgiveness of sins. Giving you the goods. Giving you the goods, Amen. So, so we come in right at the way we 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 speak of our identity. We come humbly and yet confidently before God. We speak back to Him. We say, "We know we're not worthy of this, but we know what You've said. Yeah. We're, you're you're here to deliver forgiveness, and I'm here yeah. to receive he, it." Right? He's faithful and just, and just in that He can't just let sin go. He doesn't just just kind of go, "Oh, okay, no big deal." No, He says, "Yeah, it's a big deal." And I've already paid for it in the cross, death, and resurrection of my son. So as we confess our sins, right, we we ask, we say, yes, we acknowledge I'm a sinful creature in thought, word, and deed, in things I do and in things I don't do. Therefore, according to your mercy, through your son, Jesus Christ, that's already been enacted for me. God, do what you have promised. 
And I, again, you and I have similar experiences on this for analogous reasons. I love the confession, the confession and the and absolution is a primary reason that I became a Lutheran again. Yeah. And because, you know, when I went off and did my own thing and, and then I went hunting for forgiveness and I, 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 I church shopped all over the place and all kinds of different stuff. I had this deep sense, even though I wasn't able to articulate it in my early twenties that right, I knew that I had come to believe in Jesus again and that the Lord had given me that gift. I also knew there was a real creep inside me uh, <laughs> that needed to be confronted regularly. And so I, I just, I remember when my friends invited me back into a Lutheran church and I hadn't been in one in years and I had forgotten that we did this confession and absolution thing. And I remember we, you know, we start and we say this confession yeah. and, and then the pastor forgives you. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And I remember saying to the guy next to me, do you guys do this every week? And he looked at me and said, duh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, and I was home because right, yeah. you mean every week when I walk in, I'm not going to be able to wiggle out, right? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to at least in some way voice. And I thought, I'm in, this is, this is awesome. This is exactly what I need. Because there's, there's a, there's a really arrogant, prideful jerk. Creepy dude. That, uh, I got other words for it too. That that sits not not next to me, but right here. Not also next to you. Well, yeah, but I wasn't going to call yeah. you that. I like you too much. Yeah, most of the time. Uh, <laughs> right? There's a that guy sits right here. Yeah, and and I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him at all. So I don't want to be. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want. So, I don't want to spend too much time. But for those of you listening, God is faithful yeah. and just to do what to forgive our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. And then the very next thing that happens is we shut our yaps and the pastor turns around and the pastor speaks. And what he says will give some people offense. Right. Because who is that? Who's the guy in white up front? So let's, let's tell them what the... So. <laughs> hear, hear us out, right? Before you cut us off here, hear us out. So what, is the, let's, what does the pastor say, and then why? Okay, so he says, Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and you could put in parentheses there, who have confessed your sins. Indeed. Right? Uh, and in the stead, it's in the place of, and by the command, be, because I've been told to, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The There's same that baptism thing. Yeah, right. And and so really, we begin with remembering our baptism, and then we do what our baptism does. We confess our sins, and we receive absolution. We receive the fruit of our baptism in that word of absolution that is proclaimed to us. Yeah, and not from, and so that again, we'll come back and talk about the absolution or the declaration of forgiveness yeah. is what that what that means. But it's done in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's not perfunctory. That's God. Yeah. Christians believe, and this is part of the mystery of the Christian faith, that the scriptures are clear. There's one God. And yet in the scriptures, the Father is God, the Son is God, 
and the Holy Spirit is God, and yet there are not three gods, but one God. How can this be? It's a mystery. It's a mystery, it's and, a mystery and so that we, we embrace by faith. We worship a trinity and unity, and a unity and trinity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance, and we summarize all of that by saying trinity. Right. So... So it is when we when the pastor declares forgiveness in the name of the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit, it is God, the Holy Trinity, declaring it. Not just yeah, not just declaring it, right? Because when God declares something, it's a performative speech act. It actually accomplishes what it says. Okay, so how, all right, so why do you, you, you Lutherans, <laughs> right? You stand up there, yeah, the, yeah. the pastor, you know, the pastor's in his dress and he makes his, his, his big white dress, his big, yeah. his big white, you know, and brides get to wear one once right. in their life. We wear them wear one yeah. every week. And by the way, we'll do, a, we'll do a whole nother episode on why we wear the liturgical vestments, yeah, but yeah. it's not because they make Pastor Shockman look sexy. Um, they don't, th- they really don't. Um, but they don't, but they, rep- but they represent baptism. They represent, yeah. they represent that God has covered us and that God has given the pastor an office, a, a responsibility, a duty, a privilege to do what he's doing. To proclaim that which Christ has sent his proclaimers to proclaim. So let's read, read the passage from the God, so this is from the Gospel of John, chapter twenty. The, the Gospel, the Gospel of John, chapter twenty, and it's verses twenty two, twenty three. The Lord, the Lord Jesus, breathe. So this is after um, after Jesus is raised from the dead, and on the night of his and and as he is preparing his church and his apostle his apostles to do what he has called them to do. He said, and, and then I'll let Pastor Shackman, you can read it for people. So. Uh, we'll do it out of, this is the English Standard Version. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. And so we believe, according to those words, yeah, that that when the called ministers of Christ deal with us by oh. His command, that that yeah. this we get exactly what He promises. Yeah, we get exactly what He. So so it's not declares. It, it's not though the pastor is the one speaking the words. It's actually God doing it. So in our in our uh, right of individual confession and absolution. One of the questions right before absolution is spoken is, do you believe my word of absolution is not my word, but God's word spoken to you, right? Then let it be done for you as you believe in the stead by the command, right? That, that's how we receive those words. We don't receive those words of absolution as though there's a man standing in front of us speaking them. We receive those words as though God himself were speaking them from his mercy seat. 
So when you come to St. Paul's, yeah. And again, there's a there's a whole nother episode on on visiting St. Paul's, and we encourage you to listen to that. So when you come in to worship with us, you come in to uh, and participate in what we typically call the divine service. That is where God serve. The primary purpose is for God, God to serve, serve us. us, right? And and we will at the beginning of that service say the invocation in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then we read, then we do kind of responsive back and forth from a couple different passages of Scripture which speak to the truth that if we confess, God forgives, and the reality and promises of God. And so then we do it. Then then we say, either on a kind of personal I language, or as a corporate way, or as kind of a we, right? And both of those things are are important, because we sin individually, we also sin as a family, yeah. right? So, yeah. and we do both of those things in kind of a rotation. And and then through the pastor, God forgives us. Just like he says. Just like he says. And so you'll hear that. And that's what we wanted to do for you today. It, the, next, the next part that we'll look at this, again, this is part one of three. The next part we'll look at in Worship Whatnot is what we call the service of the word. And then part three is the service of the sacrament. So thank you for joining us in Christ in all things. It is always delightful to hear your voice, Pastor Shockman. You're just saying that. No, it's a, it's <laughs> most, it, this is mostly true. No, this is most, <laughs> this is mostly certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it, it's, it, if it may be a little different for you, yeah. but we encourage you to come Yeah. and, and ask questions. You know, come and participate. Again, Lutheran worship is engaging. You stand up, you sit down. There is some formality to it, and that's because we believe this isn't just an act. Yeah, there's serious that Christ stuff going is, on Christ here. is actually present, and so, yeah. right, the King of Kings is here, and so there is some formality to it, yeah. but, it's, but it's not rigid military formality. It's... Joyful. It, there's, a, there's a joyful, but there, there is an order to it, yeah. and this is why we do what we do. So thanks again for joining us in Christ in all things. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. And a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. 
Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.